Welcome to season three of the Student Leadership Podcast. We believe you were created to make a difference. So we want to equip you to lead your generation in whatever setting you find yourself in. So whether it's your high school, middle school, college campus, or anywhere in between, we want to help you point others to Jesus. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Overtime episode where we break down Kyler Cedarwall's message. And today we've got the three musketeers. Or stooges, depending (laughs) on who it is. (laughs) We'll let you evaluate if we're the heroes or the the oofs. Or the fools. The fools, yes. I I don't mind being the... Being the fools, do they have three names? The three musketeers or the the stooges? What do you know more? I think one of the stooges' Mo. names. Oh, I was gonna say Pete, but I may be wrong. <laughs> I don't think I'm don't looking think it up can, right you now. You can look it up anyway. I'm joined with Colin Robinson. I'm your host, Jordan Cleric, and then of course we've got Caleb Leak. Uh, super excited to break down what Kyler Cedarwall had to talk about. He um he is amazing. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. By the way, Caleb, what are their names? <laughs> I was I was hoping you. Yeah, I, yeah, was, I saw you. I saw you. Mo, Mo, Curly. <laughs> And Larry. No Pete. North Dang Pete. it. No Pete. Yeah, no, Dad there's gummit. no Pete. Yeah, the there's fourth. two Joes as well, but I think that's a different one. I don't know what you're... I don't know either. All right, moving on. Oh, um, so, Kyler, yeah, let's break down what Kyler talked about. He was phenomenal, by the way. Um, yep. Super proud of him. Uh, he talked about if you want to see God grow your influence, your, your ministry, uh, honestly, whatever it is, if you want to see him grow to focus on stewarding who or what is in front of you Mm -hmm. right now. So let's jump right in here first. Here's the question. What is in front of students right now that they might not be aware of? Let's talk to them. Kyler said, you got to focus on what's in front of you right now. What's in front of you them right now. What are some things that maybe you even missed when you were a high school, middle school, or a college student that was in front of you that you didn't know? Okay. Um, this is going to sound really, really simple, but it's you. You are in front of you. No, I, I don't. I, yes. I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, but I don't think most of the time we realize like the first thing we have to steward is ourselves. Mm. Like this is like a really big leadership principle that like, I remember like learning of like, you have to feed yourself before you feed others. Like you have to steward yourself before you can steward others. That's good. And I think most of the time, like, well, I, I, when I was a student anyway, there'd be times when I would like burn myself out being like, okay, I'm going to serve in this ministry and that ministry because like, I want to like do all this stuff, but I was never actually taking care of myself Mm. and stewarding me. Even like the things, the issues that I had, the problems I had, I wasn't taking care to like steward that. So I think the first thing to steward is you. And that is not some small thing. No, that's not like a, like, okay. Like the first, like you are valuable. You have so much worth to you. You can't overlook this and treat yourself. Like you are just some other thing. You are so valuable in God's eyes. Yeah. And you are your number one responsibility. Yes. Too. Like you are in charge of you. I also think like kind of piggybacking off of that. I have another thought as well, but I think stewarding your family and making sure that Dude. your family dynamic is yeah. good too. Cause it can be easy. Maybe if you don't have a good relationship with your parents or maybe not even a good relationship with, you know, one of your siblings to be like, well, just like whatever. That's just how it is. It's like, no, God's actually placed you in your family for a reason yeah. and learning to steward that and take care of that. Like God is calling you to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's not just like, Oh, it's just a part of my life. It's like, no, it's actually, he's calling you to, to that and to steward your family. Um, but I think also like, I mean, I think that one that maybe, 
maybe every student is thinking about and that we're all probably thinking about too is like your schools. Yes. Your right. school is is full of people no matter where you go. Even if you go to an all-Christian school, yep. there are people that need Jesus. And there's also people that need to be challenged and pushed to grow closer to Jesus mm-hmm. if they already do know him. Um, and I think that's one that one is a scary and sometimes hard and difficult to navigate one. Um, but it's, man, w- when you truly begin to realize what that takes and step into that with bold faith, man, it's 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 just amazing what God will do through you. I, I also was going to say the authorities in your life. It's kind of like what you talked mm, about facts. with, with um, parents. It, you never want to think about like, what a unique opportunity I have to have this professor or this teacher, or, <laughs> right. you know, these, these people in my life, this pastor. Um, but, but it might not and probably won't last forever. And those relationships, time will separate you, location will separate you. It just doesn't last forever. And, and I don't think you realize that those are opportunities that God is putting in front of you. Okay. So he talked about this parable. I believe it was found in Matthew 25, where people are stewarding various amounts of certain translations, say talents. Uh, one I read said bags of gold. Okay, I want a bag of gold. Uh, bag of gold. Okay, so you can give him certain <laughs> levels of bags of gold. Jordan the Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have to be responsible with it. One guy that I want to focus on, he didn't do anything anything with his. Um, he sat on it or he just looked at it. Some translations say he buried it. Dude came back. So I want to start with this. That is the person that we should identify with the most, not the person's like that doubled their earnings. Like that's me. No, you're the guy that might be sitting on it. So my question is, um, when we're talking about what's in front of you and investing it, why do we not want to invest? Why do students struggle to invest what God has given them? Why do we want to keep our talent or our bag of gold? I mean, I think about what like what the parable is saying is the dude was just afraid, mm. afraid of messing it up so yeah, much that he was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just going to put it in the ground and at least I'll have something to give back and I won't have nothing. Yes. I think a lot of times, and I can say this was like so huge for me, is just fear can be crippling. Yeah. Afraid of failure, afraid of what, like, you know, what other people are going to think of you, afraid of not meeting expectations, afraid of not being as good as the other people who are you see or studying their call or their ministry or whatever it is super well. Man, I think, I think fear is the biggest stop to having faith to do what God is calling you to. I want to say what you're, what you're, here's how I interpret that. You said fear and mine is the, almost the exact same. I would also think it's safe to bury Ooh, it. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, it's like, it's, it's because it's based in fear, yeah. but it's so safe. It's like, I'm not taking any risks. I'm not losing it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to say, Hey, here it is. I'm giving it back to you. I'm not doing anything with it, but it's safe. It's predictable. And I know a lot of students like living there. They're not actually doing anything bad. I'm not here to say, you know, you're throwing away your life, but you are living in a very safe way. It's under your control. Okay. I know exactly where it is. So when he comes back, I can unearth it. And here it is. And I, I, I do think that following Jesus and leading requires us to take risks yes. and, and, and the gospel is risky. Um, following God is sort of risky. And there's that element of, you got to combat that fear. What were you, what were you thinking? Okay. So this like changed how I even viewed that whole parable at the very beginning of that. Jesus says like, here's another parable 
to illustrate the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. This is not just a like principle that we're learning about earthly things, but kingdom things. So I very much was in the same boat of like, yeah, I'm like afraid until you start thinking about who's giving you what Mm. and who your master is, because the reality is what God's giving you is not something little. And even like in how that parable gets translated, like in today's like time, the amount of money would have been $250,000 for every talent of gold. So if you got, I want that. If you got, no, that's just <laughs> one, that's one talent. Oh yeah. That's one talent. That's like, scary to invest that then. It's, it's scary, but you also have to recognize what you've been given is something big and it is yeah. something valuable. Even if you look at it like it's something small, we're not playing by earthly rules here. We're playing by kingdom rules. Yeah. And the kingdom means that you have a master who entrusted that to you, said this is something valuable that I'm giving to you. And if I had that much money, I can do like he said, at the very least, like put it in the bank for interest, like do something with it. The problem isn't like, are you going to be able to create the biggest thing? Like, are you going to do anything with what God gave you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting to really think about, okay. So like he was given that one talent, which is Mm -hmm. worth, you know, $250,000 in today's standard. Then you look at these other guys and you could be like, well, man, that's like nothing compared to the 10 bags or 10 yeah, right. Colin was right. talking about that with Kyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's crazy. Cause uh, it's, it's very representative. Sometimes we can so underestimate what we've been given. Cause right. we're like, he has 10. It's like, <laughs> oh. bro, you got $250,000. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, that's also from my poor boy perspective. <laughs> no, 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 but it's true. You will always find, well, it's not hard to find someone better than you. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. with the internet. Yes. Like if you're the best in your school at something, you'll find someone better. You know, if you're, even if you're the best vlogger, there's way better people with the vlogging nationally. You know, if you're, if you're the funniest guy, buckle up, dude, you know, you leave the state and suddenly it's like, so, so I agree. It's not hard to find someone that has more. Do you recognize what you have? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I thought about saying this. I'm going to say it because, why not send it? <laughs> but but I want to be clear. We're we're not like a judgmental podcast, okay? And I, I don't want it to sound sound this way, but I, I can't help but remember the end of the parable. That guy who had one and didn't do anything with it, and then he's having that confrontation with the master. That dude gets sent to hell. Like it's not sorry, but it's not like the master was like, This is how I would write it. There, there, oh oh boy. <laughs> you you didn't do anything with the one. Do better next time because I'm a good, good father. You know, and oh, okay. It's like this redemption moment. No, he's literally like, get out of here and go to the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's like it's kind of hard and and maybe doesn't even go with my worldview of who is who is God. But I think I'll say all that to say. God cares a lot about this. He's definitely not just like a small thing where it's like, they're there. If you're not investing, I'm not saying you're going to hell. Holy crap. No, but I, but I, I am saying it mattered a ton to that master. Yeah. So any, any thoughts on that? Or am I just the, the, no, I I think it's, I think it's good to live with that kind of perspective about things because just a little tension, (laughs) a little tension, because I think it's easy to be like, well, like maybe I could just bury it. Yeah. I'm not doing so bad. Yeah. yeah, And I, I, again, I, yeah, I think it's, a lot of times we try to, and I, uh, this is me too, where it's like I try to ride things up to as safe or as close to the line of is this acceptable as okay and not trying to actually step into living a mm. full, uh, prosperous life and, yes. and doing my calling with, you know, with faith and not just surviving it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But can I make it through today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you can even look at like what you've been given is even your relationship with Jesus. 
And that thing, whenever you do something with it can be explosive. I love that. But if you do nothing with it and you're saying, Jesus, like, I just don't really care. And I'm going to put this whole relationship with you in the ground. Like you're denying him saying, I don't want him. Like God's going to give you that and say like, all right, you don't want me. Like I'll put you in a place where you're not going to have me. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it, valid. And it even, oh man, it brings up, maybe this is wrong. I'm just going to kind of, yeah, we're, we're sending it already. Yeah. You, you can probably find yourself in a place of apathy, which is sin. Yes. If you've yes. just buried your gold. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so like, even what you're talking about there, Colin, of like your relationship with Jesus, like if you're not stewarding that gift, that amazing thing that yes. God has given yeah. you, uh, you almost become like an obese Christian where it's like, mm. feed me. And you're just kind of right. like, you're just totally fed. And it's just you and eating and things you're getting, but you're never pouring out. You're yeah. never sharing. You're never, you know, going out there and doing what God's called you to do. You're missing out on half your faith. And that apathy actually will eventually lead to your death. Yeah. Like spiritually. I, yeah. You'll I, be bored. I think probably, I haven't thought of this thought, but until right now, but the person with 10 talents, in order for him to double that, he was sweating while the master was away. Like he was working, checking in on his investments. Doing right. this. There is something to be said for the person that buried it probably went on and lived his life as normal, yeah. you know, just kept doing his thing. Like I know where it is. I'll find it. So it's, it's not the same to just be like, Oh, I'm not doing anything bad. So I'm the same as the person that's investing. Right. Okay. So, so we've talked about Kyler's message, which is like, be responsible and, and invest in what God has given you now, not the future. We talked a lot about what that looks like from the Bible perspective. So what, what for a student does true stewardship look like in your opinion. We've already hinted at it, but maybe give me one practical thing that you think what true stewardship looks like for a student. Yeah, I think I think for me, something that was really freeing once I kind of really caught, and Kyler touched on this too, is is recognizing your role in that you are not called to be the one making growth happen. You're not the one called to actually even see results. Mm. So if you are, maybe you feel called to share your faith with students in your in your school. You're like the responsibility of them saying yes, that doesn't lie on you. Yeah, Making them come to church actually doesn't rely on you. Mm-hmm. It's really just your job to be obedient and say, yes, I will do that. I will go and say, would you like to come to church with me? I will go and share my testimony. I will go and do this simple thing, whatever God is asking you to do. And that's really all it is. Mm. If you're living in obedience, you're winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're winning in your calling. And it really is as simple as that. You don't need to be seeing results happen or be doing what everyone else is doing. That's it's about, you know, obedience. That's gas, dude. Yeah. That's gas. I think this is going to sound overly simple, but we, I personally forget about this most of the time is when you have to pray over those things. Mm. Cause we can, and I know yeah. that sounds like, it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a really no, no, passive no, it's thing. So good. That is the most aggressive thing you can actually do hmm. to steward over the things that are in your life. If you pray over those things and you're praying, God bless these things, God, let these things grow, like praying safety and protection over like the things that God's given you, you're going to see there's going to be some results that come just out of that. We can't like minimize like, oh yeah, it's, it's just prayer. Like well, yeah, it's you're, prayer. Yeah. You're not praying over something in the ground too. Yep. Yeah. You know I mean? the, just by nature of like you choosing to pray, that means it's on your radar. It means right. you're thinking about it. You're looking to grow it. You'll probably be more open to when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something. Okay. So, so for me, I was a big dreamer in high school and I, I was a helpless romantic. So I dreamed <laughs> about like one day I'll be married and I, you know, dreamed right. about my platform or whatever it is. Um, I think a lot of students dream about different things than I did. Maybe 
maybe um, they're dreaming about one day when their platform on social is bigger or they have that job. They feel really passionate about, you know, being in a particular career. How the heck are we supposed to be content when quite honestly, students don't have as much now as they will in 10 years? That, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. Students do not have at 14, 15, the same amount of responsibilities. So there, there is something to look forward to. How are they supposed to be content when it's pretty easy to be like, it's hard guys to invest in what I have now. I will be excited when I have more in the future. What yeah. do you think? Contentedness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first up, I think I also was the same way where I was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait for when I get there. When, yes. Like when I get married or once I get did, out did of college. You, yeah. Sorry, Rick, did you keep pushing that line back? I did that too. Like oh, when oh, I'm in college. I was just going to say that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Once I get to college, I'll finally be yeah. in a place where I can yeah. really begin to step into it's like everything. procrastination right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once I get once I get married, then I'll have the influence I'm hoping for. And, once well, I yeah. finally have this, it's like <laughs> or it will keep pushing back. Right. Yeah. Like you will keep pushing it back. You always have something that you're like Oh, but once I get there, then it's going to be enough. I'm not there yet, but I will be um, We, we I, I think it's, you know, kind of what Kyler is saying is we, we focus so much on our future that we're missing what God's doing, like right here at our very own feet. Yes. And so, oh, I think, I think it's a few things. First off, God is doing things around you. God mm -hmm. is moving around you, whether you see it or not. Uh, and God wants to use you right now. And honestly, the most exciting place for you to be is in God's calling. Yeah. The most uh, uh, like uh, the most pl the place where you're going to find the most fulfillment is in God's calling. Mm -hmm. It's not the thing that you're striving for. It's not the thing that you hope for that the other person is getting. Um, and I think that was a big life changing thing for me was I'm not going to find fulfillment. I'm not going to find pleasure in other things. It's only when I'm walking and what God's called me to that I really begin to say, wow, this is what life is all about. I, I have a follow-up question for both of you. Um, I think that I've talk to a lot of students who, who struggle to know what their calling is. Mm. And, and I, I understand that. Do you think you need to know what you're called to in order to live out the principle that Kyler was talking about? Like what you're going to do with your life or, you know, your, your big calling. What would you say to a student that maybe doesn't know their calling? Cause I, I wrote that question down as maybe one that we'd get into. It's like, do you need to before you do what Kyler's talking about? I'm going to say no, but at some point you're going to find it. And mm. here's kind of here's kind of the idea. It's not so much that you need to be in the right place. You need to be in the right direction. So mm. you're calling at the end what of is the day. What does that mean? So place versus direction. Yeah. So most of the time, whenever we're looking at it, we're thinking about our calling as a specific destination. Yeah. I need to get to here. Oh. Your calling will change. Yeah. And it is a direction. Here's like the best way to think about it of like, we're all like, you want to make sure that you're on the right ship headed in the right direction on that ship. You might have different jobs or different things that you're doing. Oh, fun. you might be the one who's like up, like in the captain's chair, charting out the course. You might be the one like that's down below deck mm -hmm. doing whatever happens under a boat. I don't know. This <laughs> analogy is breaking down, <laughs> yeah. but like you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. You will have a specific task. Like at the end of the day, like we all have the same goal of what we're trying to do. Make disciples. As we're doing that, there's going to be certain things that we are called to do that mm -hmm. are specific, but it's not like we're going to do something that's in contrary to that mission and that yeah, direction that. of where we're going. That's so good, Colin. Holy crap. That's so good. And, and, and here's what I would say. If you're confused of like, I don't even know what ship I need to get on to start traveling to this you know, destination yeah. of where it is. I, I, I've always heard people say it's, not, it's really less important about the what and more important about the who. So who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm. So find people that you are 
are inspired by, find people in ministry who you are like, I want to be like that person and go serve in that area. Go be a part of what they're doing. Um, And I think through that, you will find and begin to recognize the things that God has called you to and what you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think honestly, I, on one hand, I want every student listening to find their calling. Okay. That's established. That's set in stone. But I will. Th- I think that that sometimes can be a deterrent to doing what Kyler's talking yeah. about, which is like just okay. You don't know what you're going to do. Do you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a movie star? I know it's it's so hard for you to decide how much money you're going to make. But in the meantime, in the meantime, you should show Jesus to your soccer team. Yeah. You'll figure it out. But in the you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like we could say, "I got to have it all figured out before I can take my first step." Because what if I take a misstep? Yeah, nah, that's, nah. The, that's the fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah. You're planted into the ground. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah, that's uh, yeah. Oh, you're plant like you're literally putting the bags of gold. Yep, you're like uh, it. exactly. Yeah, so it's like, dude, you'll figure it out. I want you to find your calling. I'm not saying don't, but but maybe you'll find it in doing the little things. Actually, you at know, maybe least you- put mm-hmm. it in the bank. Yes, yeah. yes, do right? something. Gain yeah. some gain some interest on that, John. Okay, yeah. last question. Last question. I think a huge vice or antithesis, uh, something something that, that will break this down for students is the the vice of comparison, Ooh. right? When you're looking at someone else and you're like, I just want that. And here's the belief. The belief is I don't need to be a movie star or a doctor right now, but if I could be like this kid in my school, then I would be a lot more happy. If I could be like, a captain like them, the lead in the musical like them, I don't know, just a, a popular guy on my hall, then I would be happy. I think we know that that's crap. Can yeah. we acknowledge here? And I think probably even students know that that's yes. not good either. Yes, but it's it's lingering in the back yep. of our head. How do you guard against comparison when it comes to other people, um, when you're looking at someone else who's killing it and not compare yourself to them? I think a lot of time we'll compare ourselves, especially whenever we don't know ourselves well. Oh, it's really, I like that. It's really easy to look at somebody else and be like, I wish I was like that because I don't know what I'm like. Mm. I don't think we recognize so much of the time. Like there is a person that literally hung on a cross for you because he loves you that much. You have value and you have worth and there are some amazing qualities to you. And if you can't recognize that and all you can recognize is like, but this person does this and this person does that. And if somebody were to ask you, okay, what are the things that are good about you? But if you can't answer that question, like I wouldn't even say that you're comparing, you're just being jealous of them. Mm. I'm saying that because like, man, I've done that with tons of people. Like, yeah. honestly, I've done that with both of you at times, like where I'm like, oh man, I wish I could talk like that yeah. or I wish I could do this rather than being able to recognize like, but there's a way that I can do it that is different. And we yeah. don't have to put these on like a, a, a competition and say who's better or this, like mm. I can just embrace who God's made me to be and accept that, and that will root out a lot of this looking at other people. That's so good. Yeah, I, I think you've got to be careful about what you let in your life too, man. Of like, <laughs> social media is just hard. Yeah. And I can yes. say that even as someone who is not a teenager, uh, who, you know, like is not is not directly in that world having to look at all of my friends and what they're doing specifically. So, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> you got to weigh the cost with everything. Is social media worth the cost? Is it worth the cost of feeling like, 
Am I really doing what God's calling me to do? I mean, if it's, if it's literally killing you in comparison, it's it's definitely time. Yeah. I have no shame saying it's time to take a break. I, I think you know? so, too. I, maybe we sound like old farts doing that, but I would say that as people who have gone through the, you know, struggling with social media, causing us to compare ourselves and struggle with our own callings because of that. Yeah, I so, mean, but, but then even so, like, it's okay to re-engage. I'm just saying, it, I've met a lot of students that take breaks and they're ha- happy and better for it. Yeah. Um, um, and if comparison is holding you back yes. from doing what Kyler talked about, then get rid of it, dude. Cut you know what the, I mean? Gouge the eye out, bro. Yeah. yeah. And whatever compa- – and, and honestly, some comparison isn't as simple as just, oh, I delete Instagram and I, I don't compare anymore. I get rid of TikTok and I'm not feeling bad about myself. Yeah. It's like, ah, eh, that, kind of, that kind of rides on your back. Yeah. And of course, you, you, have to, you have to address that. And we've talked a lot about how to deal with that, whether that be through a mentor or just submitting it to Jesus. I think the overall point, though, is that we need to be aware that maybe – one of the things holding us back is comparison. And the reason is not confidence. It's not our calling. It's not, we didn't get enough bags of gold. It is that we're just comparing ourselves to others, which will just totally kill it. Oh man. Uh, anything else to say before we wrap up? No, this has been fun. I love yeah. you guys. Yeah. I'm, getting, I'm like, oh, I love you guys. The three musketeers. Or stooges. It's yeah. up to you. Yeah, it's up to you. Hey, guys, uh, we're, we're so proud of you. Thanks for sticking with us through this whole discussion. We are believing in you. If you want to shoot us a message, we'd love to read it here on the podcast and get a little more student engagement. So, so please feel free to shoot us a DM or, or leave a review because we love hearing from you guys. We believe you are called to lead your generation. Do it with passion for Christ and love for others and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys.